I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Give it to me! Welcome to It's a Thing. Wait, hi, I'm Molly Wood. I'm Todd Merritt. Welcome to It's a Thing. The weekly podcast supported by you, where we grant you a limited, revocable, non-exclusive, non-transferable, non-sub-licensable license to access and use this episode solely for your personal use. Thank you for joining us. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, uh, and you were so excited that you wanted to get right into the disclaimer. <laughs> I skipped ahead. <laughs> because not only does it sound like every disclaimer on every term of service that you've ever possibly even glanced at, but... It's from the Stanley Cup, not the hockey trophy, the viral sensation. No one can see me doing this because it's a podcast, but I I held up, I slowly brought my Stanley into frame and took the world's biggest sip from it. These are the terms of use of Stanley. These are the terms of use of Stanley, by the way. It's an irrevocable, non-transferable, non-sublicensable license. How can something be irrevocable? A non-sub-licensable license. Wait, it is revocable. It's not irrevocable. It's revocable. You can revoke it. Right. They can. No, they can. We can revoke it. They could come and get it. They could Anytime. be like, You're, for example, I use my Stanley without the straw. I just drink out of it like it's a really big coffee cup, which yeah, my child But they could revoke by. that at they any time. They could revoke it. They could be like, you are violating the terms of the license. We will come and we will get that from your that house. That straw is ours now. Actually, this is just for use of the website, but I assume it's the same terms on the straw. <laughs> Anyway, this is our moment to check in and just say that when we talked about Stanley Tumblers on the show, we knew they were a thing. What oh, we yeah. did not know, one thing mm-hmm. that we have yet we haven't yet completely nailed the science Wrapping our little tiny heads around of predicting when a thing is going to go abso freaking lutely supernova. Like for instance, when there will be child versions of the thing because there's, it's such a big thing. There's a baby one, like for babies, like a sippy cup. There a Stanley are, sippy cup. I think Timu at this point has just morphed from being a whatever website to a website that only sells Stanley accessories, like little snack trays that fit over the top of the Stanley. Yeah, there's nothing else doing, left. The world is Stanley hacks. now. Like, I guess the 45-ounce one will hold, perfectly hold a haagen pint. I mean, like, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. You can eat your ramen out of it. Doesn't matter. Everything's there. It's the there. thing of 2024. Make Dalgona in it. Listen to your little Nas X in it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't think it's too soon to declare it the thing of 2024. Uh, no, it's only January 24th, and I feel confident in that. Yeah. But bring it on. Bring it on, rest of 2024. Let's see what you got. Can you, you top wish. the Stanley? Because... I don't think you can. I don't think so. No. Um, would you say, Molly, that Stanley Cups hit different? God, how are we just getting to this? So, so good. Yeah. Saying something hits different, definitely a thing. But I've also noticed it become a marketing slogan. Oh, interesting. 
So the uh, local uh, the local ice hockey team here in the uh, little village of Los Angeles, you may have heard of them, the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, their slogan is "Hockey hits different." Oh, that's funny. Because get it? Because you know, checking into the boards. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The Australian Open used "tennis hits different" as its slogan. Really? Yeah. That's funny. Now it's so now it's also a thing that it's being overused by sports that involve yeah. hitting things. So oh, there that's you go. good. Yeah, it's yeah. really arrived, and it, it's true that I mean we, it's been around, but you're right. It's like peaking. It's it's right at the moment. It just hits different. Okay, love it. Good one. Also, by the way, it's important to this like, slogan. Not only is a thing plant the flag, but it hits different. It hits different when you <laughs> when you use it as marketing. It just hits different. You know, <laughs> yeah, the NFL should be it's using different. it next. You're right, Alfie James. Yeah, might as well. Um, <laughs> okay, so my first thing is uh, uh, it came to my attention because it's already become the subject of debate. Should you be doing this? Should you not be doing this? But evidently, everybody is in fact doing this little treats thing. <laughs> just, what? <laughs> just little treats. It's just like. You just give yourself little treats. And I've seen them in the, I think it's it's mostly used in the food department, like as a little, a brief cheat in your diet. Like, oh, but you could just have a little treat. Like you could have one little chocolate egg. Um, It's some sort of, and so there's a whole entire, the takeout.com article about how we, they have benefits and you shouldn't shame yourself if you're having a little treat. Like it's a, just a little Treat, just have one little, little treat and treat yourself. Yeah. Right. It's like so treat yourself, that. but little. Exactly. But, mm-hmm. but I think little treats has also, it, it also, uh, has been applied to like coffee, like over the top sugary coffees. I just need a little treat. And then I think it's starting to be <laughs> applied to like, Four I need course a, meals. I need a, like a small Porsche, you know, like, just, <laughs> yeah, just, just need a little Porsche, a little treat. <laughs> I think there might be like a little bit of like little treats culture starting. Yeah. To yeah. Yeah. That, that's that, that, that tracks, uh, because humans take everything too far. Right. So, you know, I a hundred percent support the idea that if you can keep it infrequent and little, that sure. little treats are important. They are good. Like that, that you shouldn't be constantly denying yourself because then you'll overreact later by a big treat. Uh, but also little treats can slowly grow. Exactly. <laughs> the, the little treat mission creep is something to be aware of. Which is why you have articles like the everygirl.com's just how much are your little treats affecting your financial goals? <laughs> or you have uh, an in-style article about the benefits of little luxuries that, that proclaims hashtag treat culture is a thing. I'm sorry. Where's our royalty check? Thank you. Hashtag treat culture is a thing. Dig in. And then you've got, they're quoting this actress saying, my toxic trait is thinking I deserve a little treat every time I leave the house. Every time I leave the house. And she's referring to advent Mm. calendars, uh, jewelry, um, Hello Kitty stickers, like. (laughs) (laughs) Lamborghinis. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) This little treat thing is everywhere. Here's, here's what I think the conundrum is. Just a little treat. If you if you need to justify the little treat, if you're like, listen, I should be, you know, being better, but I'm just doing a little treat, then you're going to abuse the privilege of the little treat. 
the people who who can just have a little treat once a day and not abuse the privilege probably don't need to think of it as a little treat. The examples of little treats are also amazing. Like these are things that I I just can like there's like 17 lip gloss recommendations that count uh-huh. as little treats. Rainbow star stickers, a Sunday afternoon workout at New York Pilates, a mm-hmm. tahini coffee shake, Stila eyeliner, Sharpies in every color. Some I'm of like those are getting big. Yeah. In love with this. This is yeah. <laughs> I know some of those are getting big. <laughs> Clarins lip oil amc stubs a list <laughs> what no that's not a little treat or AMC a white fringe a list or a white fringe leather pouch from bottega Veneta. <laughs> yeah which is twenty eight hundred dollars okay. all right all right yeah just a little treat <laughs> i mean i, just- I guess it depends on your disposable income twenty eight hundred dollars could be a small percentage <laughs> just need a little treat just, just a, a little, little treat. treat every time i leave the house mm-hmm. uh, hilarious that's funny yeah, that's good. good. I love this one. Little treats. I like it. I'm going to start saying this a lot, I think. And if you can manage it, I say go for it. How is it affecting your savings goals? Just think about how, how it's affecting your savings goals. Just make sure to keep it little and infrequent and unfun. <laughs> and and unfun. it'll be fun. I know. I'm just thinking that. I'm like, <laughs> just, just going to suck <laughs> Just all make the fun sure out. that you don't enjoy it at all and it'll you be know, just fine. You know something is a thing when the think pieces that suck all of the fun out of that thing become a thing. The thing themselves. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Here's one I heard just this week and then found out that it's been kicking around for quite a while. Uh, Situationship. I'm so, once again, so mad that I did not think to bring this to the show. I've been seeing this all over. Yeah. This is when you are in a casual relationship that you have not uh, – tell me if if I've got it right. You have not yet had the conversation that defines the relationship. Yeah, exactly. And there's a there's – a, it's a – it is a casual relationship that's more than a friends with benefits. So it's like mm-hmm. you're kind of dating, but you haven't like talked about it. you haven't said it. you're dating. You yeah. haven't said you're dating. You might still be seeing other people. You haven't put a label on it. And it's a real bit of a, a bete noir, I think, in the rela- in the the dating world right now too. It's like because you the situ- the beginning of every relationship, I think, is probably a situationship. You know, like you're not that seems natural. Seeing each other. That's yeah, natural. That's normal. And then and then it it seems that it got a name because it just seems to like not go away. And some people really like them because you know. It's casual. It's flexible. Like I can completely, I 100% see the appeal of something that's not all consuming. Right. Where you're just like, this is what works right now. Um, But there's also a lot of angst about like, oh, I thought I was moving toward dating someone and here I am in a situationship. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like situationship, if I'm reading it right, is used when it started to stick around. Right. When it's Mm -hmm. not like the first week <laughs> it's like oh no this is be- this need this needs a name but we're not giving it a name so i'm in a situation it's a situationship which is it needs a name but i'm not giving it a name is just classic isn't it like yeah, that's so right? america uh-huh. oh bless america yeah situationships think- huge thing right now yeah and also, america's in a lot of situationships now that I think no about one's it like yeah no one's dating i don't know i don't know it's interesting but that's what we want to be at internationally. That's the, that's our foreign policy. (laughs) (laughs) We did have this pretty big commitment, but now we'd like to revisit parts of that. 
I don't know. Maybe it's on again, off again. <laughs> Article four. You know, like, do we with- really have to defend everybody in NATO? Are For we sure. in the treaty? Are we out of the treaty? I don't know. It's a situation ship. It's a situation ship. Um, my dog has just decided that he's in a deep hate relationship with the dog bed. He just what, like what is he doing? He tore the blanket off of it, and now he's rolling around and like digging at it like a little like terrier. <laughs> he's breaking up with his dog bed. Yeah, they're having oh. it out right now. It's serious. He's like, oh. I want a commitment. <laughs> tired of the situation tired of the situation ship right here this is over oh that's so good um well one thing you can do with all the time that you have because you're not in a committed relationship you're just chilling with a situation ship is just redo your entire house in neutral colors and turn yourself into a sad beige man. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, we've we've left maximalism in this case. Apparently, <laughs> apparently the backlash to maximalism is sad beige, <laughs> which I think we have talked around. Like we, I, I think we got an email about beige. Yeah, yeah. We maybe even mentioned sad beige, but sad beige moms and sad beige parents in particular is a subculture mm. that we have yet to really stick the thing pin in, and it is time. And once again, I know that it's time because there's an article from January 13th, 2024 in Parents Magazine titled, uh, Please Stop Shaming <laughs> Parents with Sad Beige and Other Labels. Oh, so it's like, please, it's not sad. It's just beige. It's not sad. It's, it's just a choice. neutrals. It's yeah. just It's beige. wood tones. It's calming. Because there was this. Which it is. Uh, there was this viral video recently and this is when i put this in the red pen because or in the bullpen because there was this video of this woman who's super into neutral decor Mm -hmm. spray painting her child's brightly colored toys oh no right to make them more sad beige neutral and yeah, so <laughs> the internet lost its mind over this. They were like, sad beige mom has gone too far. Too far. You've crossed the line this far. No further. No further. I I think there's something appealing to the the wood tone crib set and the shelves and the little stool. But I also think kids need colors. Like that's that's a kid thing. Bright colors. Yeah. I and this idea in this parents.com uh, article that the colors overstimulate. I think is grasping at straws. I don't, the, yeah. the, if kids are overstimulated, I don't think it's the bright colors. But here's what I do think if you're an overstimulated parent who is tired of your overstimulated child, you are longing not to look at those colors anymore. So this is not about the kids, this is about calming down the parents. Yeah, I also think it's like it's about your Instagram look, right? I mean, this monochromatic, <laughs> like the yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not these parents out here being like, I can't look at any more primary green and yellow. Like, yes, we <laughs> all feel that way on some level, but who cares if you're not putting it on Instagram? This is yeah, you really, need the Instagram accelerant to make it make it work. You yeah, make it I mean, this is yeah. all uh-huh. about. The I see that monochromatic, monochromatic. Ah, monochromatic. There's an amazing um, TikTok account called Sad Beige, that Sad Beige Lady, <laughs> where she uses like Werner Herzog voice <laughs> to be like, <laughs> I call this one the blank stare into the abyss towards which we are all headed, whether we adorn ourselves in cashmere or clearance. <laughs> 
there's a lot of ancillary colors like uh, linen and cream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm noticing, you know. Yep. So you do have a palette. You oh yeah, you have a, a palette of beige, ivory. <laughs> I just am amazed that it's like people are like, yeah, Teak. it's the sad beige trend. Whatever, don't care. Sad beige, sad beige moms. Honestly, though, I just started following this lady on Instagram who's like the neutral palette something something like. Uh, it's beautiful i'm sorry but it's beautiful and i am into maximalism like i'm but it's but as you can see from the video a lot of it is a just a hair sad beige a little bit it's because the other thing is to say sad beige i'm fascinated by the embrace of it as sad beige even by the people who practice it they're just like yeah i don't care i call it that yeah sad beige i love it where it starts and gets irresistible is that it's got a scandinavian design vibe Oh, totally. Which is yeah. so irresistible. Like, mm-hmm. who doesn't love Danish design? It's gorgeous. It makes me feel inferior just by mm-hmm. existing. So, of course, you want that. But yeah, spray painting the baby toys. Oh, oh sad wow. beige moms. I do want to eat meatballs off that wood stool. Right? <laughs> I mean, a beige little button up onesie with wooden buttons like that's but even ikea serves lingonberry sauce you gotta have you gotta have a little something in there. you gotta Come have on. a pop you gotta have a yeah. pop of color just to just to set it off yeah it's hilarious this is a good one this is a real Stop good one sad beige moms <laughs> sad beige moms <laughs> power to the sad beige moms uh, you do you sad beige moms you yeah. do you and, and that is beige and we know that and we exactly. and we love it about you uh feedback at it's a thing dot me whether you write us in beige or any other color we accept your emails uh we got confirmation on sticker graffiti from barbara who writes motori molly tom rich i can confirm that sticker graffiti is a thing my husband has a shop and right outside is a pole that is covered with slap and this is in nampa idaho get right out of this town yeah. that is amazing and Dig then Mike from Denver writes in, hello, thingers. I've seen stickers on signs for different mountain passes and other hard-to-reach destinations for decades. In the past five years or so, I've been seeing YouTubers, specifically van lifers and overlanders, put their stickers on signs basically anywhere they are. Here's a link to an article reporting on a, ironically, welcome to Idaho Mm. sign being auctioned off after it had to be replaced because it had so many stickers on it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. It's an Idaho thing. <laughs> Maybe it's an Idaho thing. Uh, Stephen has incredible. an unrelated sticker thing. Uh, <laughs> hi, Tom and Molly. This is something I've been noticing for a few years now, but it seems like I'm seeing it even more frequently, which may just be confirmation bias. Anyway, I work from home and every day on my lunch break, I will take a walk around the neighborhood. I keep seeing new driver or student driver stickers on cars all around where I live. I've even started seeing jokey versions of the sticker. It has gotten to the point where I'm questioning if these are actual new or student drivers. Do people think that these stickers will make other drivers more polite? It's the only reason I could think of for someone to claim they are a new or student driver if they aren't actually new or a student. Are these stickers a thing? God, I'm once again filled with irritation because not only are they a thing, Mm. I have them. You have them. I bought them because all my friends got them and I started seeing them all around town. And I was like, oh, I guess this is the thing that you do. You get a little magnet to put on your bumper when your kid is learning to drive so that people won't be a total a-hole when they're behind said kid to like warn other bit to warn them so that Uh people won't tailgate them or just be like jerks or honk at them at stop signs, which I literally had happen when my kid was Mm -hmm. driving. Sure. They're everywhere. Yes. 
They are 100% a thing. And probably the reason that you're seeing them on cars that don't appear to be driven by student drivers is because it's parents who are buying them and putting them on their own cars when they're teaching yeah. their kids to drive. Yeah. They're and then they just leave everywhere. them on even when the student isn't driving. So, yeah. Totally. Yeah. I can't believe what a dingbat I am. They're a huge wow, thing. They're a total freaking thing. <laughs> That's amazing. I had yeah. I, I I had no clue. I had all kinds of theories I was going to spin up, but you cracked it. That's no, awesome. Yeah, I mean they are they are literally what they appear to be, and sometimes the parents are driving the car. That's and fantastic. You just leave it on there because you're like, but most in most cases they're a magnet. They're not like now. A I do sticker. wonder if people then like parents go, oh well, my 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 child is no longer learning to drive, but I did like not being honked at. <laughs> Maybe I'll just leave that on for a little longer. I, I cannot, I mean, I live in the Bay Area, so honestly, I cannot, I can neither confirm nor deny whether they have any impact on yeah. people's care for you when you're driving. I'm just going to assume no, at least around Oakland. But yeah, they probably just don't work. <laughs> maybe in some towns they do, like Baby on Board. Yeah, know. maybe. But they are the new Baby on Board. No question. The new Baby Great on Board. Great spot. Great spot. Which doesn't work at all anymore because yeah. everyone sees them and there's like, oh, everybody says that. Yeah. Don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Show me your baby. <laughs> <laughs> Prove it. Matt Bat wrote in on a potential car thing. It might be my algorithm distorting my worldview, but I keep seeing Edison Motors all over the place. Topsy is a series hybrid heavy duty semi truck diesel engine generator that what that gives a DC fast charge. Uh, oh, chargers that gives a DC fast charge while the truck drives down the road. It ticks so many boxes because it's right to repair. And so Lewis Rossman interviewed him. Monroe interviewed him because it's an EV. They're rough logging guys. So they appeared on DeBoss. They're Canadian. So they're nice. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if the host of everybody in the pool interviews him in the near future. This is incredible. I've never heard of this. This is amazing. Yeah. Don't know anything about it. Edison so Motors. I'm going to guess, Matt Bat, that it probably is your algorithm affecting your perception of this, but that does not mean it's not becoming a thing. And it's super cool. And now I'm going to be looking because, yeah, I mean, I don't really look that closely at semi trucks usually, but now I will. Fascinating. Now, what if Dang. Matt Bat, what if this isn't a thing, but Matt Bat asking us if it's a thing causes you to interview them and then they get exposure and then it becomes a thing? Exactly. That's what I'm hoping will be the case. That's how this things thing happen. Move a hundred thousand pounds, and it's a giant EV motor. No. What? Okay. Well, uh, thanks for the tip. Yeah. Let's no. Ma- no let's no go kidding. ahead and make this a thing, shall we? <laughs> tip line feedback and it's a thing. Not me. Uh, Eric wrote in with some bullpen backup. Uh, Rich, I'm a little behind on my it's a thing episodes, but I just heard the bullpen episode and wanted to support your Antarctica thing. Somehow the YouTube algorithm served up the channel Joe Spins the World by a guy who stayed over winter at the South Pole Station. His tours of the facilities and scientific experiments were very entertainment. So plus one to Antarctica being a thing. Amazing. And then Scott Reinhart wrote in with the Gen Z inside information. Hello, Mr. T. Molly Rich and Tom. Concerning Sussy Baca, while it is a great term, my 15-year-old said to me that it was very 2020. I asked my 20-year-old college student for clarification, and he also feels that Sussy Baca is on the decline. Both of these points of anecdote data are very Gen Z, though, and it could be greatly different in the Gen Alpha community. The word that is on the rise in Shea Ryan Hart is bomboclat. It is a Jamaican slang that basically could be used whenever you would use MFR when not directing that epithet at, at, at an individual. So for example, the cheese slides off your sandwich, bumbleclat. You drop your phone on the escalator, bumbleclat. Stub your toe, bumbleclat. 
sometimes shouted in exclamation and sometimes whispered dejectedly. There are tons of Bumbleclot instances here in Casa del Reinhardt. Thanks so much for all the great insights and fun. I'm going to start saying that all the time. That is incredible. <laughs> I can't stop saying it. Bumbleclot. Bumbleclot. Oh my gosh. I'm looking it up. That's a good one. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There it is right there on uh, Urban Dictionary. Like son of a bee. Fandango. All right. Uh, we have a voicemail. We've definitely talked about Bluey before, but Jose wanted to remind us with a voicemail. So here we go. While listening to last week's podcast um, about the dog toys, I wonder if you guys already talked about Bluey, the TV show for kids on Disney+. Plus. That is bigger than anything ever, and everybody loves Bluey. And if you haven't seen Bluey or haven't heard about Bluey, run to the nearest Disney Plus and watch, like, an eight-minute episode of your choice. Grouchy Granny, exercise, you pick it. Bluey, uh, it's even made in blue. Like, the colors of the TV show are actually colors that dogs can't see. Um, it's for little kids, but frankly, it's for parents. I have cried. I have laughed. This is like an amazing TV show and it's everywhere and it's huge. And I hope you guys watch it or it's definitely a thing. Definitely a thing. Confirmed. I love it. Confirmed. That is excellent confirmation in the most charming way possible. And now I want to see it. I guess. Maybe. I don't know. Have you not watched a Bluey? I've watched it with my nieces. Oh, yeah. See, I don't have littles in my life right now. Mm -hmm. I am. Yeah. I do. I am kind of curious about the sub, the sub thing that might be a thing about uh, colors only dogs can see. <laughs> I don't know where my I don't know if my ducks came by the way. Oh no! I don't know. I haven't seen them. All right. Well, hopefully they come be, soon. I'm going to be pretty mad. It says they were delivered. All right. I'm going I'm to. Oh. I'll do some investigating. We'll see. <clears throat> Who would steal um, your ducks? I mean, no one would steal my ducks. Anyway, D- dogs. Other dogs. Criminal dogs. dogs, yeah. A gang there's, of criminal there's some dogs. Coyotes in the neighborhood, maybe. They Probably were, like, the coyotes took them. Taking those, yeah. It's definitely what happened. I don't mean to profile coyotes like that, but I'm just saying. But if the duck fits, shady. Bumbleclot. Um, <laughs> thank you for all the wonderful emails. Thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody who supports the show at Patreon.com/slash. It's a thing, especially those of you who support us at the shout out level, because without you, we would not be able. To shout you out individually by name in lines from Why the Zenarian Excels from the Zenarian Exponent and the Penman and Artist. And I know that's what you've been waiting for. I know. Yeah. I know. One one of you. You just have been like, when are you going to get to the Zenarian? And we're like, listen, promoting art history and techniques of American penmanship is important to us. We wanted to do it at the right time. Exactly. During the shout outs. Here we go. Because A.B. Puppy makes a specialty of a few lines of Eric Duncan and Laura Abel, thereby giving those lines more attention than can be given them in schools of General Lee Price and less professional Kevin Sill. Because it's Jake Woods are specialists in the line Valor Trucks teaches. Mr. Benjamin Forrest stands at the head as a progressive teacher of practical A.J. Venturella and Louis St. Amour. Ms. Gabrielle Cohen than whom there is no better and beautiful Brian John Forcaro, is an experienced and successful teacher of ornamental Joe Hood. Mr. Morris Jones, the finest penman of his age in the world, 
is one of the best instructors in James C. Smith, blackboard writing, roundhand, and Mike Aiken's lettering to be found anywhere. Roundhand. Roundhand. <laughs> Honestly, the children, oh. the children should be taught the penman and the artist these days. No, the children. The children. Thank you so much for listening to It's a Thing, for supporting us at patreon.com slash it's a thing. If you join your fellow patrons there, you will get access to our Discord and an ad-free RSS feed of this very show. And if you would like to support the show by buying some things through our affiliate links, go to itsathing.me slash shop and send us your things. Cost you nothing but the price of an email. Feedback at itsathing.me. See you next week, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. Think of the children. Think of the children. Teach them to write. Round hand. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.